60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network, now over 80 stations strong and building as we speak. You know, Robert Palmer has the goal of expanding the RP Funding Company and many of his other companies beyond Florida, where it all began. And right now, Robert is licensed in 11 states and the area is growing by the day. Robert Palmer is all about consumer service, He's all about empowering you, making sure that if you come to a Wednesday of the week, you've still got enough money to get through Friday, teaching you the simple basics of taking over your money. And it's not that hard. In fact, you'll find that it's really easy after just listening to a few of Robert's shows. And here's the great deal. He's not trying to sell you anything. He's not trying to bait you into buying a set of CDs or coming to a seminar near you. No, there's nothing like that. Robert Palmer feels like if he can just pay back, if he can just pay it forward, if he can just help enough people to get from that 500 credit score up into the 700s and beyond, that everybody will be doing a lot better off. And of course, when everybody's doing better, there is a lot of capitalism going on. There are people buying homes, people refining, people buying up homes for rentals. And that is what it's all about. But first, let's get you empowered on a day-to-day basis. You know, earlier, Robert, we talked about on the show that the uh, consumer people at the government level are cracking down on some of these big banks and big financial institutions that are allegedly trying to steal our money. Well, recently, Citi was hit with a big fine and told to pay restitution to people who they had allegedly wronged. Well, now that same government agency is saying, well, wait a minute, that same reimbursement program could bring about its own scams. So what's going on? But here's Very the cool. so here's the other interesting part, and I thought this was fun. Uh, so I read the the CFPB notice about this. Sure. And toward the end, they warned people to watch out for scammers claiming to be issuing the refunds. So think about this. Oh no. So you're sitting at home and you get a phone call, and the guy says, "Yes, I'm from City. Uh, you get a refund of two hundred dollars. Just give me your social security number, bank routing number, and I'll send that right on over." Oh, no. So uh, let uh, me warn everybody right now. Uh, City is not going to call you and ask you for your bank account information to give you this refund. That would be a scammer trying to empty out your account because scammers are smart. They like to take advantage of headlines in the news. Sure. Right? We see this. Uh, there's been a lot lately of people calling, claiming to be from the IRS. You know, and they, and they tell you if you don't give them your bank account information right now, they're going to, you know, put you in tax prison. You know, and then you got, now you're going to have people calling, claiming to be from City or from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Yes, we're here to process or, your refund. Just give us your bank account number. No one no one is going to call you over the phone from any of these entities and ask you for your bank account number. I'll tell you what I do, Rob, uh, because I, I have like, like I've had, uh, I have a Bank of America uh, car, uh, car loan, right? And so they will call me sometimes and like ask me like, oh, please verify the last four of your account number. I'm like, look, I don't know who you are. So what I do, I, I should make this a rule. Make this, let's make this a rule, Rob. Write this down. Because, again, the, the rules are about stuff I do in my life. And right. as I kind of think of it, we add them to the rules. Mm-hmm. So what I do is if someone ever calls me and asks me to verify information or whatever, I, I say I'm going to hang up and call you right back on the phone number that I know to be your number, right? Uh-huh. So I don't call back the number they called me from because then I would get the same idiot scammer. So say this instance, Bank of America calls me and says, hey, Mr. Palmer, you know, we're calling about your whatever car loan. You know, we have a special offer for you, whatever, whatever. You know, please verify your mother's maiden name in the last four years' social security number uh, so we can verify your identity. And I say, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call Bank of America right back on the phone number that I have on the card, the credit card in my wallet. And I'm going to then proceed with this. So I know I'm really talking to whoever I'm supposed to be talking to. And if, if we would all if we would all do this right because this is how the scammers get you right so I had I had recently had one call me and she says yes uh, I'm calling about your computer problem right oh, well I didn't have a computer problem but the chances are they will catch someone who did just have a computer problem sure right and then they're like oh just give us this and all this information and whatever and we'll get you taken care of so it, whenever someone calls you and asks you for personal information hang up and then call the company they said they were from right because what what happens is they will call 
So like, like you know, the largest banks in the country, Bank of America, Chase, right? So they know if they call a thousand people, that 15 or 20 of them will actually have a Chase account or a Bank of America account. Oh, sure. It's a numbers game. It's statistics. So they, you know, they, they call the three of us. So they call Rob and say, hi, Rob, we're calling about your Chase account. And Rob says, well, I don't bank at Chase and hangs up. And they call producer Dave and say, hey, producer Dave, we're calling about your Chase account. He says, well, I don't have a Chase account and hangs up. And they call me and say, hey, Rob, we're calling about your Chase account. And I'm like, oh, I have a Chase account. What can I do for you? Right. So, you know, wrong. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hang up any type of any type of incoming phone call that has to do with financial services, banks, credit cards, anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang up and we're going to call back the number that we know to be that institution. And this is going to protect us from scammers because, I mean, they're doing they are very sophisticated. My one of my banks put on an advisory recently. This is this is crazy, Rob. So we have these RSA tokens. Right. So like it's a keychain with a number on it and the number changes every like 20 seconds. Have you seen this? No. So it's a little token on a keychain and the number changes every 20 seconds or whatever. And so when, when I go to log into my online banking for, for any of my companies, I have to put in this, this token key right. and it changes every 20 seconds. And the idea is someone would have to get their hands on my physical keychain in addition to knowing my username and password in order to, right. In order right. to, cool. in order to hack my bank. Well, there was a company recently that uh, they sent out an email to the CFO, the scammers did, and said that she needed to log into the bank or whatever. And so she clicks on it. It took her to a fake website that looked just like her bank's website. She entered in her username, password, and the token number. Oh, no. And then they immediately took it and typed it into the real bank and were able to bypass the security. And they sent like $10 million worth of wires. This was like a massive, massive manufacturing company. So again... The scammers out there are very smart. You know, we, we've got to be, I don't ever click links in emails. I type in the, the URL, like, right? So if I'm trying to go to bankofamerica.com, uh-huh. if I get an email from Bank of America that said, hey, Robert, your loan is past due, click here to pay. And I'm like, well, my loans aren't past due. I better investigate this, right? I won't click on the link because the link could be fake and could take me to some other sure site could. that looks like Bank of America. I will go to open up a fresh web browser and I will type in www.bankofamerica.com. You know, again, I use them as an example because they're the largest. Uh, I, I definitely do not endorse or think anyone should bank at that particular bank, uh, but they're the biggest. So I like to use them in my stories uh, as opposed to my real banks. But anyway, so I would go to bankofamerica.com and then I don't run the risk of the link that I was sent being fake. True. Right. And, and redirecting me to some other website where they're going to steal my information. So. Oh, and again, I, I've just given you more protection than than City or LifeLock combined here in uh, in two minutes on the radio. If you, years. if you follow these uh, these these couple of things right here, uh, you don't need LifeLock or any other mm-hmm. type of, of of identity protection or whatever. You know, I, I do like uh, the credit monitoring from the bureaus. It, it's a lot more affordable. You've like, done a show on that. Yes, I, I, I personally, I, yeah, I use uh, myfico.com. Right. You know, again, I don't have any kind of deal with them. Whatever, I just like them. And so I get alerts on my phone whenever somebody pulls my credit. I like that. That's the extent of anything I would pay for when it comes to identity theft protection, right? So if you have that monitoring, so when someone does pull your credit, you get a little alert and you know. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just freeze your credit, which if you've been a suspected victim of identity theft, you can, which I think at this point we all qualify. We all do. I mean, I I shop at Target. You know, I'm a potential identity theft victim. That's right. You know? So I think just about everybody qualifies for that exemption. Uh, the way things have been going. Oh, yeah, the IRS. Yes, I filed with them before. Uh-huh. My information might have been compromised. I mean, when you look at the the vast amount of data breaches going on out there, uh, so you can freeze your credit or get one of these little cheap deals that'll that'll give you the alerts when your credit's pulled. Uh, be the weary of incoming calls. We're gonna we're gonna hang up and mm-hmm. call back the number we know, and then we're not gonna click links and emails. We're going to type the name of the company instead. You know, if, you're if probably- it's asking for personal private information. E- they're probably going to start making calls from one of these unscrupulous groups that's going to call and say, oh, did you hear on the news last week or on Robert Palmer's show about the settlement with City?" Absolutely. And they're liable to say, our company can get you that money so right. you don't have to. That's right. Just give you us know, a processing fee. There you go. Give us a processing fee, but we need all your numbers too, mm-hmm. right? And I had a call a few weeks ago that bothered me, and I did exactly what you said to do. I get a call. Have you ever been called from Social Security? Nope. Are you kidding me? I guess me? I'm not in the right age bracket. Okay. I'm 62. About a week after I turned 62, Robert, I get a phone call. Hi, this is Social Security. We see that your ex-wife has filed on your account. Now, have you? do you want to file today? We can walk you through the application right here on the phone. Do they think I was born yesterday no. or 62 years ago yesterday? Right. 
Are they nuts? You know, and they probably, I will tell you, they probably got your birth date out of voter registration records. Sure. So voter registration records are public. Oh, and, and they have birth, that's where they And got. they have birthdays in it. And so that that's a, a lot of people get that information that you can, you can get the voter registration records for free from the different counties. And in there is the name and the birth date. And so they're targeting people around their go. 62nd birthday because it makes sense. You're like, oh, I'm a 62. Sure, oh, they're I can calling. file now? Yeah, it's great. I don't have to go to yeah. an office and wait yeah. in line. Yeah, this is so wonderful. Oh, how cool! Yeah, so we we've got it. We got to be smart. We got to watch out for this stuff. The the scammers are definitely out there. Uh, and so again, the the city thing. It, people are going to be making calls and they're going to be saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah we're from city. We want to process your refund. We yes, we were very bad. We've been fined seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, and we're going to send you your piece of it right now. Just give me your bank account routing, social security, mother's maiden name, dog's first name, whatever else. Last four years social." And we'll get your refund processed immediately. And if that happens, what are we going to do? We're going to follow the new rule. We're going to hang up and we're going to turn around and call City. We're going to say, hey, City, I would like my refund. And mm-hmm. then we'll figure out if it was legit or not. And probably not. My my guess is that if you have a credit card with City, you're going to see some kind of statement credit for the amount. Right? They're just yeah. gonna, so even if your balance is zero, they'll credit you the couple hundred bucks or whatever. And your statement then will be negative balance and you can just go charge it up. <laughs> Which is what they'll do. Yeah, exactly. They will they're, certainly they're, put that on. Right. And they're not gonna they're not gonna write you a check probably. They're not gonna wire you the money. They're not gonna send you over a bag of cash, right? Big Steve is not gonna show up with a duffel bag full of cash at the oh, front no. door from City. It's gonna be a statement credit. Mm-hmm. And they don't need any information from you to process the statement credit. That's right. So, there. so if anybody calls you claiming to be from City, <laughs> just just hang up and move on with life. Tammy with LifeLock. Just move on. You know, it seems to me, Robert, why these companies make enough money. With what they do, with the services that they somewhat provide. They do. I'm telling you. Their so stock, why do they have to cheat? Their stock prices would be higher. Their value would be higher. Their profits would probably be higher if they would just do it the right way the first time. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. And we hope that if you tuned in late that you'll go to savingthousands.com and that you'll catch this full show because you just missed some pretty valuable information about scams that are out there. So just go to savingthousands.com and look under the archived radio shows, okay? Now, there is a new way. That's right. Robert Palmer is constantly coming up with more and more ways that you can become empowered. And as I said at the beginning of the show, no one's trying to sell you a set of CDs. No one's trying to get you to come out to a seminar. Nope. We are simply providing you with this information as a way of giving back. You see, Robert has been very successful in a very short time in the mortgage industry, but he has gained so much insight as to everybody's economic plights. Why does somebody who works with you or works right down the hall, why do they have a 650, 700 credit score? And maybe your credit score is down in the low sixes or high fives. I mean, they make the same money. They got the same amount of kids. They go to the same schools. What's the difference? They are using rules. Now, maybe not exactly the same rules that we talk about on this show, but they have somehow stumbled across ways to take over their money, to be in charge of their money. And that's what we want for you. We want you to take full charge. So we have savingthousands.com. We have Saving Thousands, the radio show. We have the Robert Palmer channel on iHeart, 24-7 consumer advice. And now we have an app. That's right. Go to your Play Store download onto your smartphone the saving thousands radio app and you can listen to shows just like this one in fact this one itself right there on your smartphone okay now we'll go to ask rp another service of robert palmer randall wants to know robert how can he improve his credit score yeah this is a this is a good one so uh obviously the first thing you want to do is you want to pay all your bills on time Right. And and so what on time means is less than 30 days late. All right. So as long as it's less than 30 days late, it doesn't count as a delinquency. So I would say step one, Randall, is you need to get a copy of your credit report because you want to know you want to know what's out there. You want to know what you're up against. So you can uh, if you've been denied for credit recently, you can get a copy of your credit report for free Mm -hmm. from all three of the bureaus by going to the website. If you have not been denied for credit, then you do not qualify for the free credit report. But you can pay to get a credit report, and it's not much. It's like 20 bucks, maybe. Oh, okay. 20, 30 bucks. And uh, so you go onto one of these sites. I personally use myfico.com, mm-hmm. um, you know, equifax.com, experian.com. They've all got them. I like myfico because it's got all three, and it gives you the FICO score. I will say this, though. All three bureaus and all three FICO scores is like 60 bucks. So, yeah, it's it's expensive. Oh, right. But uh, but whatever. It depends on how serious you are about fixing your credit. 
So you get your credit report and you take a look at it and anything that says it's delinquent. So if it's past due. So if you've got a credit card that's 30 days past due, uh, if you can, you absolutely want to bring it current. You got to get everything current. If you can pay it off and close it, that's even more powerful uh, because a closed account will have less of a negative impact than one that was previously delinquent but still open. And yeah. so if you have any old collections hanging out on there, old medical collections, maybe you went down to the hospital and the jerks never sent you the bill, you know, and they stick a collection on your credit and try to tank your credit score, uh, you want to figure those out so you can pay those, get those off your credit. Uh, any, If you had any old problems, like old credit cards, you want to get a plan together to start paying those off and getting those negative items off. So, so step one is really to identify the negative items and try to resolve them. And that means pay them off. Uh, if they're inaccurate, dispute them and try to get them removed. Mm -hmm. you know, there's really no secret sauce to this, Rob. It's, it's, it's conventional wisdom. It's pretty common sense stuff, but you got to do it. So the first thing is take care of all the delinquent stuff. Get them current, get them paid off, get them closed, do whatever you can. And then make sure you pay everything on time for as long as possible. Uh, the next thing is, if you have high balances on your credit cards, you want to pay those down. And the important thing is you've got to pay them down before the statement comes out because they only report the statement balance, right? So if you wait and pay it off after the statement comes out, it's not going to help you. you got to pay it off right before the statement comes out. So you want to have as low of balance as possible when they generate your statements. The lower those are, the higher, the better an impact it will have on your credit score. Uh, so, you know, if your credit cards are maxed out and over a limit, that's going to really, really, really damage your credit score. Uh, as you get down to zero balance on your credit cards, it's going to really, really help your credit score. Oh. Now, the important thing is keep those credit cards open. All right, if they're positive accounts, if you've never been laid on them, pay the balance down to zero, but still keep it open because now that shows you have access to the credit, but you've, you're choosing not to use it. And that's a very oh. positive sign to the credit bureau. They say, oh, look, Robert's got $50,000 available on this credit card and he hasn't used a dime of it. Things must be pretty good in his life yeah. because he's not touching this massive credit card. You know, if if Robert has a $50,000 credit card and he owes 51000 on it, trouble. Robert's in trouble. Robert's probably headed for bankruptcy, right? I mean, that's that's what they're looking at. Because if you if you got fifty grand on a credit card and the interest rate's like twenty nine percent or whatever, I mean that's that's like a, that, that's bad news. And, and so that is a big indicator for someone who's heading toward bankruptcy, who's uh -huh. heading toward default. So paying those down to zero balance, leaving them open, and then for some people, Rob, they may need to add credit. They may not have enough credit. Uh -huh. And so when you get your uh, when you get your score, the bureaus will give you the little reasons there why your credit score is low. It'll say like recent delinquency, proportions of balances to credit limits. That means you owe too much on your cards. Uh, lack of recent revolving activity, lack of recent installment activity. Mm. So revolving is their fancy word for a credit card. And installment mm -hmm. is their fancy word for like a car loan where you make a fixed number of payments. Revolving means you can charge it and pay it and charge it and pay it. Installment means they loan you the money and you pay it back over a set schedule. Car okay. loan versus credit card. Mm -hmm. So if it tells you you have lack of revolving credit, you have to go get some credit cards. If it tells you you have lack of installment credit, you need to go get, some, go get a car loan. Now, when you first get a new credit, a new debt, it will hurt your credit initially. Will it for right? that first six months, it's going to hurt your credit. So this is kind of a long process. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, really making a big change. So the, the quick thing you can do is anything that's delinquent, bring it current. And anything that's over limit or maxed out, try to pay it down to zero. Those are the two fast uh -huh. things you can do. If that doesn't get you to where you want to be, now you've got to try to rebuild credit. And you've got to put more space between you and the negatives. And those things just take time. Thank you so much, Robert. You know, folks, as you hear the program, oftentimes you'll hear Robert or myself refer to the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. And we'll talk more about those rules later. But right now, one of those rules, rule number two, is to know your numbers. You know, you've got to know your credit card interest. You've got to know your balances in the bank, on and on and on. Well, one of the things you really need to know is your home value. So now there are more and more services like Zillow and Trulia popping up. But the values that they come up with are based on previous sales in the area and national trends, usually square foot averages. And much of what they do is designed to cultivate lists of real estate leads that they can then sell to the real estate industry. Well, what about the important items that help really set the price of your home? Where can you find out a precise value? Items that happen like what's going on locally? What are the realities locally? Like new and expanding housing markets adjacent to burgeoning economic areas like medical areas, attraction areas, new malls, new shopping, new schools. It's going on all the time. In every area of our country, there are certain areas that heat up and the home values are much higher there than the average. Well, Zillow and Trulia don't know that because they're, in, they're way out on the coast with a computer. Only local real estate professionals know that. They know where the beltways are going. 
They know where the popular shopping entertainment is. They know who's moving to the area and what a home like yours will go for. So therefore, Robert has put together people from the real estate industry who without obligation will give you a very precise home value. We call it the home value hotline. It's very simple. And no one's going to follow up on that and try to trap you into any kind of business transaction. It's simply a service of the Robert Palmer family of companies. Here's the number for you to reach the home value hotline. No obligation. Have the conversation. 866-222-8231-866-222-8231. Well, Robert, we have become very complacent about our credit cards. And we simply now go to our smartphone. We go to the app for whatever credit card we're carrying. And we look on there and we say, oh, here's how much more money I've got on there. Oh, here's what my next bill is going to be and uh, what day it's due. Well, there's a lot more information in there that we need to glean to figure out how much that credit card is really costing us, right? So here's what I want everyone to do. I want you to download those PDFs and I want you to look at them, all right? (laughs) Take the statement credit, let them stop mailing them to you, that's fine. We'll all save the environment together, but don't stop looking at the paper statement. Mm -hmm. You know, so go on there, click however many links you have to click to to find the PDF of your paper statement and get it and look at it. And I want you to sit down and I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to say to yourself, I spent $391.11 last month in interest. Say it four or five times to yourself, Mm. all right? And see how differently you feel about leaving balances on those credit cards, right? Because information is power, folks, and they know it and they're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they know they, they want to shut me up so bad they can't stand it. You know, I'm out here telling people all the dirty tricks, right? And, and, and then guess what? If you know about the dirty tricks, they don't work anymore. That's right. right? The tricks only work because you don't know. You're sitting here thinking, oh, this is so great. We're saving the environment, right? And the average consumer doesn't recognize that, well, there's no, all this information is missing from the new screen, right? Just- what, you know, what, what's going on here? You know, and, and, and just, it's this cat and mouse game. And so, you know, maybe next the government will start to regulate the online banking and make them show more of this information. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just figure out how to stick it somewhere else, right? Then they'll move it from the internet to a mobile app. And then the government will come back out and say, oh, well, when you have a mobile app, you have to show the information. You know, it's just, it's this constant cat and mouse game. And the consumer is always going to lose unless the consumer educates themselves, unless we educate ourselves, mm-hmm. unless we become skeptical of these companies, right? Unless we look out for ourselves, unless we try to find the hidden meaning in, in everything they're doing. Because trust me, they're not making any decisions because they could care less about the environment, okay? It's not, everything has an agenda with large financial services companies. This is one of the first things I learned in my career. It's one of the things that drove me out of the big financial services companies. Mm-hmm. What drove me into starting my own companies, what drove me into starting RP funding so I could be different, so I could not play the game, so I could not hide things from people, so I could not try to sit up at night and try to figure out ways to to you know to get around government regulation to not have to show people the truth because, oh my God, what if they pay us back on time and don't waste money on interest? And what if we don't charge them fees? And how are we ever going to survive? It's easy, folks. It's really easy. You know, I mean, if you think about if you think about how little they pay us on our savings accounts and how little they pay us on bonds. Right. How dare they charge anyone a twenty nine percent interest rate on a credit card? But it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens today. And it happens to a lot of people. And those people just don't realize they just they don't realize that they're not they don't see they, they can't tell how bad it is. And that's what this is all about. So that is my uh, that's my rant about the credit card industry. Uh, so do yourself that favor. Look at the PDF. Study those boxes. They really have some great information. The mm-hmm. the new regulations force them to show you what it would look like to pay that debt off sooner. What making a small extra payment every month would do, and get yourself on a plan to get that debt retired. You know, I, I'm a I personally am a big fan of paying off your highest interest rate debt first. Uh, I know there's there's yeah. others that that preach differently. Uh, I'm a numbers and sense guy. So if credit card A is at 29% interest and $1,000, it's costing me $209 a year, okay? If credit card B is at 15% interest and it's a $500 balance, right? It's not costing me as much, but it's not costing me near as much because the percentage is different. And so if I put $100, if I make an extra $100 payment on a 15% interest rate card, I save $15. If I put a $100 extra payment on a 29% interest rate card, I save $29, I would rather save $29 and $15. So when you decide you want to start retiring your debt, you've got to start with the highest interest rate debts. And guess what? If you've got a credit card that's 0% interest for six months, 
Don't pay that one off first. No hey, way. You know, you want to know when you pay that one off? Six months and one day, right? Day 181. <laughs> you know, stick it to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, let me tell you, that six months, you know, because you've seen these, Rob, you get these offers. Oh, yeah. Transfer your balance to us and we'll give you six months six with months. no interest, right? And they lose money during that six months. Right. I mean, they lose a lot of money. I mean, in our example, if you took your $1,000 limit, $1,000 balance that they're paying 29% interest on, 290 bucks a year, you transfer it over, right? You're going to save half of that money for six months of no interest, right. right? You save half of that 290 bucks right there, done. And uh, and so take advantage of these opportunities. And so don't pay that one off first. And, and while mm-hmm. you're saving the the $145 on that card, we'll put that somewhere else. Put that on one of your other interest rate, higher interest rate cards. But then beware, because when the 0% expires, you now have a new master in life. And they may have a higher interest rate. You know, you yeah. never know. You got to look at it. And, and so these are all the decisions we have to make as consumers. And if we are conscious of what we are spending in in interest, right? Because right? I think what a lot of people think is like, oh, so I, I bought that, I bought that uh, stuff, I bought the stuff. I went down to Best Buy and I bought some stuff, and the stuff cost a thousand dollars. And so I mailed in a payment this month of eighty dollars. Well, now I probably only owe nine hundred twenty dollars on my stuff. Yeah, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you owe nine hundred ninety-eight dollars on your stuff even though you made an $80 payment because that's mm-hmm. how interest works. The interest gets paid first. They pay themselves first, right? So when you make that payment, they take the interest out, then whatever's left goes towards your balance. And so once you've made $1,000 worth of payments, you do not owe zero. You know, you're probably still going to owe four or $500 depending on how long it took you to make that $1,000 worth of payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what we've got to understand. We've got to do a better job of understanding interest, how it works, how it can make us a slave. And so when you think about this, Rob, we're talking about credit cards at, at numbers like 29%, 19%, 22%. Mortgage rates are in the threes and the fours. Wow. Right? So, I mean, where, where do you want to put your money? You know, I mean, I will have people come in here and, and you know, they, they want to put 20% down because they don't want to pay PMI. But they've got all these credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, well, come on, put 10% down and pay off your credit cards. Stop being a slave to the interest. You know, hopefully sometime down the road as you're becoming empowered, as you're putting more money away, as you're having your money work for you, perhaps you'd like that money to work for you to buy a home. That would be cool, right? Now, so what you do is you usually decide to buy the home and you put everybody in the car and you're driving around in your SUV and, oh, you've heard of a good neighborhood. You're kind of interested. So you drive out there and all of a sudden, there it is. That's the house. That is the one that you and your family want. Everybody gets excited. It goes from a business transaction to an emotional transaction. And all of a sudden, you're sold on that house. Wait a minute. There's a couple of things you need. One is you need a pre-approval from a very good mortgage company that's going to let you know just how much home you can afford to buy. But number two, you're going to need a realtor. And you say, well, Rob, the real estate agent's name is right on the sign. What more do I need? Well, you need a real estate agent. That's what you need. Because the person whose name is on that sign could be the best in the business, but they represent the seller. You must have a real estate agent that works for you, that costs you nothing. That's part of the plan. They are essentially compensated at the closing by the proceeds that would be going from the real estate commission. So basically, how do you find a good real estate agent for you? Well, Robert Palmer's got that covered too. 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. And I'll tell you how he came up with this preferred list. Everyone who does business with RP funding fills out a series of surveys. Well, on that survey, it also talks about the real estate representation. It talks about the people at closing. It talks about everybody involved in the transaction. So if you're a real estate agent and you get a whole bunch of really high marks on the surveys, you're going on to a list that is available from the people at RP Funding. It doesn't get published, but you can access some very good real estate agents in your neighborhood by calling 855-773-8634. Robert, it's no secret that you are constantly making innovations in the mortgage business. I mean, you changed it all. No lender fees, the other things you've done. But when I started studying your compensation package, I realized how you designed a compensation package unlike any other in the industry that is based on giving good customer service and results. Yeah, I'd say we are the only mortgage company on the planet where the processor's bonuses are based not on volume, but on positive customer reviews. And they're, wow. they're penalized for negative customer reviews, right? Because that's the culture here. 
because all this doesn't matter, right? I can have no lender fees and I can pay all your closing costs and I can have great low rates. But if we have crappy service, I wouldn't do business with us. So why would I expect you to? Mm -hmm. And so above all else, we've got to have great customer service, right? Because I don't want you to feel like you have to sacrifice great customer service to get a good deal, right? And I think a lot of people look at that way. They say, oh, well, you can't have value and service. Why not? That's what you deserve. That's what we deserve as consumers. That's what we deserve in today's economy. We deserve a great deal and we deserve great service. And so I had to make sure, see, the great deal is easy, Rob. The great deal is so easy to give, mm -hmm. right? That's just, that's a money decision. I can go in there to my CFO and I can say, hey, take two and a half million dollars and move it out of the advertising budget and stick it over here and use it to pay people's closing costs. And we're not going to charge any fees. and We're going to have great low rates. See, I can just dictate all that. I can't dictate great service. I can't make my staff care if they don't want to care. I can't make people want to treat my customers the way I would treat them if they don't buy into my vision, they don't believe. And so I will tell you, it was much harder to build a culture of great service in the mortgage industry than it was to offer no lender fees <laughs> and no closing costs and great rates in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, And both are counterintuitive to what the rest of the industry does, right? The rest of the industry is charge as much fees as you can and who cares how good the service is, whatever. Because it's not a repeat business, right? In most people's yeah. minds. You know, it's like, well, you know, if, if you go to, you go eat at a restaurant, you may eat there a couple times a month. So they give you good service, you keep coming back. The average person only gets a mortgage about once every six, seven years. Right. And so our industry says that we don't have to give good service because we don't get repeat customers. Garbage. It's garbage. Uh -huh. So I decided we had to have both. And I thought the fees were going to be the tough thing. Right? I was like, oh man, it's, it's going to be really hard to run a mortgage company with no lender fees and low rates and all this stuff I'm trying to do. That part actually was really easy. Uh, the hard part was getting 120 people to buy into my vision of great customer service when all of them, every one of them came from a company, another mortgage company, right? Some mortgage company, they were all in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. So they all started at a different mortgage company before they came here. And that mortgage company they worked for, no matter where it was, did not care about customer service the way I do. And so the hardest part of building my vision at RP Funding was getting 120 other people to buy into my vision. And now that they have, and they have along the way, and they've done a great job of it, and we've been able to offer that great service, that's what makes us unstoppable, is the fact that these 120 people that I'm looking at right now through this glass window on the side of the studio buy into my vision of giving you great customer service. Now, does that mean we won't make a mistake? Absolutely not. Right. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. We're human. Mm -hmm. We're going to own it, and we're going to make it right. You know, Does that mean somebody out there is not going to have a bad day and maybe snap at a customer? They might. You know, and we're going to talk to them about it because when we send that post-closing customer satisfaction survey, trust me, the customer is going to tell me about it and, and right. they're probably going to think twice about it because here it affects their paycheck, you know, snap off of the wrong customer, get a negative review, lose money, lose money on your bonus, right? So that, that, that's, that's what we do. It's that important to me. And, and so we pay them really well to start with. And then the bonus they get for customer is, is above and beyond, right? So that, mm -hmm. that's, that's a way for them to make a way above the, the average for what they do is by giving amazing service to my customers. And if you want to experience that, all you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call here at RP Funding. No lender fees, easy on-time process, great customer service. Uh, right now, I'm paying all the closing costs on refis, on purchases. We have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. We're here to help you every step of the way, walk you through it, hold your hand, make you a financial ninja. 855-773-8634, 855-RP-Funding. That's 855-773-8634, or you can visit us on the web at rpfunding.com. You know, all through the show, I've been referring to savingthousands.com. Savingthousands.com, you got to spell out the word thousands. But that is a website that is chock full of so much information. If you could just imagine walking into a giant expo, and this would be called the Consumer Empowerment Expo. I mean, that's what this website's like. This thing has so much information and is so easy to navigate. And the articles are very understandable. They're short. They're easy to read, okay? The radio shows are the same shows you hear here, but there are also maybe some info modules that are much shorter, okay? So when you go to the site, it's just got information, information. But like I said, picture yourself going into an expo in a giant convention center. And when you walk in to the main show entitled Consumer Empowerment, and here are your tools with no obligation, nobody trying to sell you anything, maybe you'd see a section for personal finance. And then you'd look over here and there was a whole bunch of booths of information for credit cards. And then how about credit score and another mortgages and another full area for home ownership, financial zombieism, which you don't want to be, by the way loans, and banking. 
So you could just simply go to those areas of this convention and you could learn everything there is to know very quickly, very easily, and so simply. Well, that's kind of like what happens on the homepage of savingthousands.com. I nailed it when I gave those categories because there are windows there that you can click on and then go into pages that have radio show connections, that have article connections, and much, much more. Personal finance, home ownership, credit cards, credit score, mortgages, banking, loans, and going from financial zombie, not really knowing anything, to becoming a financial ninja. That's what it's all about. Well, Robert, also on savingthousands.com, there is a little tab that says Ask RP. Those are questions to you, bud. Are you ready? I was born yeah. ready, Rob. Put you on the spot here, Let's bud. Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. Craig lives in Howie in the Hills. How can I calculate whether I should refi or not? Oh, wow. Great question, Craig. Like that one. Yeah. So here's the deal. So, I mean, refinance is purely a a financial transaction, right? Mm-hmm. Buying a home, there's some emotion involved and you you know you love the home and you want to get in the home and refinancing is all about dollars and cents and numbers, right? right. I will tell you Rob the the number one profession that I love to refinance is engineers because they get it and they understand oh. the power of us not charging fees and they you know like we we probably convert 99% of the engineers that call here, they do business with us because they get it. They, they get the numbers, mm-hmm. right? They, these people live and breathe analytical numbers. So this is it. I hope you're, I hope you're an analytical guy. And I hope if you're listening right now, you want a little analytical training because that's what this whole calculation of refinancing comes down to. So you have an interest rate on your mortgage. You have a balance on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Let's say said interest rate is 4.5%. All right. Let's say said balance is 200000 right? Mm-hmm. That means in rough numbers, you will pay $9,000 in interest over the next 12 months, right? Now that number goes down a little bit because each payment drops the balance. So after, you know, you go from mm-hmm. 200 to 199.9. So for rough numbers, I'm talking like nine grand, right? So if you could drop that interest rate to three and a half percent, now it's going to be seven grand. So you will save about $2,000 in interest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you say, all right, well, I can save $2,000 in interest over the next 12 months by dropping my interest rate 1% on a $200,000 loan. And again, it's a little less than that because the, the balance declines, but it's a good it's a good rough number. Sure. If somebody really wants to get in there and, and run an amortization schedule, I'll teach a whole different class on that, and we'll get it down to the penny, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is rough. This is good kind of back-of-the-napkin rough numbers. Sure. So then you say, well, how much is it going to cost me to refinance this home loan? Uh-huh. Well, if you call right now, it's going to cost you zero because I'm paying closing costs with my advertising budget. But that's a whole other story. We'll, we'll just forget that for now. So we will say that, what we say, Rob, on a $200,000 loan, the closing costs are about four grand, five grand. What, what did we say? We did that math yesterday. We did the math and it was just over 4000 Just over four. All right. So about $4,000 in closing costs. And then if you pick one of those lenders who charges underwriting and processing and origination Ugh. fees and they're paying their sales guy eight grand and all this other garbage, uh, you're probably going to have another two, 3000 to them. So when you get the numbers and you say, well, wow, there's, uh, there's $7,000 in closing costs and I'm only going to save $2,000 the first year. So I would need to save money the first year, the second year, the third year, halfway through the fourth year before I make back my $7,000 and before I actually start saving a dime. And you think, well, man, I may not even be in this house in four years, so that's probably not a good deal. Deal or no deal? Mm. No deal. No right? deal. So let's let's look at the other math. So let's say that, that you're going to save $2,000 the first year and uh, the cost of the refinance is zero because I'm paying all the closing costs out of my advertising budget. We're doon that right now at RP Funding. NMLS ID 70168. That's our license number, right? We're paying all the closing costs on a refinance out of my advertising budget. So now you look at it and say, well, I can save $2,000 the first year and it costs me zero. Deal or no deal? Hmm, deal. Deal. Right? Deal. Yeah, we're going for that one. How many years are you going to be in the house? Who cares? You're saving money at month one. Yeah. Now, here is the other factor. This is what we call the headache factor, the hassle factor. Uh-huh. The It will take some effort on your part to refinance your home loan. Now, we try to make it as absolutely easy as possible. We do. But we still need some paperwork. If you're self-employed, we need tax returns. If you're a W-2 employee, we're going to need those W-2s and pay stubs. You know, uh, If you are on Social Security retirement, we're going to need some proof of that. Letters from your pension fund or letters from mm. you know the Social Security Administration. We got to prove your income. Got to prove your assets. Got to check your credit. You got to send us that document. You got to e-sign the package. That's probably 30 minutes of your life. You got to show up at a closing or we can send a notary to your house. Either way, your call. It's going to take a couple hours of your life to go through the paperwork and have the notary sign it all. These are things you have to do. So if you sit down and say, what are five hours of my life worth? And, and let's call that a cost, right? So I'm going to say, well, five hours of my life, Rob, I think five hours of my life is worth $500. Okay. okay. So 
I can save two thousand the first year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call a five hundred dollar hassle factor because I have to show up and participate mm-hmm. in the closing of this mortgage. So take that into account too, right? So if if, if you're only gonna save a couple hundred bucks a year, it's probably not worth the hassle factor. Mm-hmm. Now financially, it makes sense. See, my engineer buddies, they will take it. They they in will they will do because they will say, well, look, I only make well, Robert, I only make twenty one dollars an hour. And so my, you know, five hours of my life is a hundred dollars. So if I can save three hundred dollars next year, you know, again, that you know, the very analytical, mm-hmm. very analytical people will will refinance that to save any amount of money because it is the right financial decision. Other people less less analytical, a little more emotional. It's like, yeah, well, my time is valuable. My time is my time. I'd rather go to the movies with my kids. I completely respectable, sure. understand it. But so that's the decision you have to make. I can't tell you how much you need to save to justify your involvement in the refi process. I can tell you how much you're going to save by calculating your current interest rate versus mm-hmm. the new interest rate. Uh, I can tell you how much you're going to save if we're going to shave a couple years off your mortgage, right? Say you're going to go, say, mm. you got, say you've got 19 years left on your mortgage and we're going to refinance you to a 15-year mortgage with a similar payment because the rate's better. You can do some quick math and figure out what four less years of mortgage payments does oh, for you, right? Wow. And you can figure out what zero closing costs looks like because it's zero. I mean, it is zero. It's, it's, it's round. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they put a line through it so you don't confuse it with with the big O. Zero, right? O, zero. That's right. it. That's it. Zero. So I can tell you what zero closing cost looks like. And I can tell you, you can call here right now at 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, and we'll give you a copy of a, a good faith estimate that shows you what zero closing cost looks like. And you can do some math and say, well, if I'm going to save 1000 bucks a year and it's going to cost me zero, is that worth it or not to me for the amount of my time it's going to take? That's the decision only you can make. So mathematically, it's easy. It's that emotional piece. It's that personal time piece. It's mm-hmm. what's the headache worth, right? I mean, you got to spend some time on the phone with us and we're going to we're gonna probe into your life a little bit. We're going to ask you about where you work and how long you've been there and how much you make and how many kids you got and are you married and what's the spouse, you know, what's their income look like and how much money do you have in the bank and what's your credit score and, oh, you got this, you know, collection from five years ago. What happened there? I mean, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to dig into your life a little bit. But when the dust settles and you got that brand new RP funding mortgage with a better interest rate, you're going to save money and it didn't cost you anything because right now on refinances, I'm paying all the closing costs. How can I pay all the closing costs? Well, I would say a good start is I don't pay $8,000 a deal in commission. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good start. What do you think, what do you think is tougher, Rob, to pay $4,000 in closing costs or $8,000 in commission? I like it. Right? That's it. I mean, it's that it's simple. It's a pretty simple it's thing. That, so even, even when I pay all your closing costs and I pay my guy, their commission, my guy got their commission. I'm at like maybe 4,600 bucks. And this guy who sent me this letter trying to recruit me to work for his company, he's at 8,000 just on the commission. It's crazy. No wonder he can't, no wonder he says there's no way to do a loan with no closing costs. Oh, sure. You know, of course not. You're paying your sales guy $8,000 in commission. I don't know how you sleep at night. (laughs) I know how I sleep at night like a baby. There you go. Because I save people money each and every day. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's the answer, Rob. You take the, the amount of money you can save by looking at the amount of interest you're going to pay, which is current balance times current interest rate, compared to the amount of money you will pay under the new mortgage, which is current balance times new interest rate. Mm-hmm. And you look at that number, and that's the, the first year savings. And you compare that to the cost, which if you call me right now at 855-773-8634, that cost is zero. Nice. And you compare those two, and then you factor in some money for the hassle, right? Yeah. For the, the, time. the, for the time, for the effort. Maybe you want to come down to the office and see us in person, factor in a little gas money. Factor in a little time mm-hmm. there, a little wear and tear, mileage on your vehicle, whatever you want to do. Whatever you need to make yourself feel good about the decision. And then make a decision and call us. If you want us to do all this math for you, well, we're happy to. My licensed loan originators who are not making $8,000 in commission per transaction oh, yeah. will happily calculate and, and help you figure out. And we'll tell you whether it's worth it or not. We tell people, hey, this one this one just didn't worth it, man. You're only, you know, you're only saving a quarter point on your interest rate. It's just not worth it. And they'll say, well, Robert, we really want you to service our loan. We really want to move our loan over to RP funding. So you're only saving like like a hundred bucks a year. It's, just, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just don't go. Keep your mortgage. Right. You know it's okay. And if I may follow up on that question, you will find at SavingThousands.com some articles and some uh, previous radio shows that deal with what you may be able to do with a refi. So that's kind of cool. So maybe now that the housing market has recovered, and now that you do have equity in your home, here's some of the things you might want to do. You might want to lower your mortgage interest rate and therefore knock down your monthly payment to make it even more affordable. Or how about using a refi to eliminate that very costly private mortgage insurance? And if you don't know the ins and outs of PMI, you'll find articles and you'll find radio shows about that. 
But uh, suffice it to say, you are being charged a fee every month with your mortgage payment that is private mortgage. And that's not for you. No, that's the PMI, the mortgage insurance that helps protect the lender. So you can get rid of that once you have enough equity in your house and a refi may be the way to go. All right. How about to shorten the term of your mortgage? Yeah, you took out a 30-year mortgage when you first got there. Well, the home's got a lot of equity now. So what you want to do is go back and shorten that from a 30-year to a 15, and the payment will be about the same, but you're going to be done with your house payments earlier. And especially if you want financial freedom, imagine living in a home with no house payments. Oh, yeah, that's good. Or you could take out cash to pay off those high-interest credit cards. Maybe your mortgage is 4 or 5% but your credit cards are 28 or 29%. Well, let's do something about that. Let's be disciplined and let's pay them down. Okay, Robert, we were talking about scams. We talk about tricks. Rule number five says, if we know they're tricks, we won't fall for them. And basically one of those tricks is what I like to call the checkout line credit card gotcha. That can be one that can catch you off guard. Yeah, you know, and we all have the best intentions. We all sit there in line and say, oh, we're going to, we're going to pay this off as soon as we get home, right? <laughs> and and let me tell you, it's just like, they, you know, they say Vegas wasn't built on winners. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, credit card companies were not built on winners. And, you know, we all have that intention. Oh, well, I'll get the 20% off or the 10% off and I'm going to go home. I'm going to pay this off. So it's not going to matter. Well, wrong. You know, most people don't. And, and the other funny thing is, you know, Rob, if you look at the bank that actually issues that department store card, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. At the end of the day, the department store is not the one giving you the money. They've hooked up with a bank. And what the bank has figured out is they can charge you an egregious interest rate if they give you the card in line while you're at the store because people are less likely to shop around. You know, when they mail you a credit card offer in the mail, you know, now you're at home, you're in your own element. You know, maybe you're going to go online and do some research and some comparison shopping. And and so they've got to be competitive. And so what you'll see is the same banks will offer you a 10 to 15 percent lower. I'm talking 10 to 15 points. So like if it's 29% at the department store, you could probably get it for 15% interest just by calling that same credit card company directly. Mm -hmm. But they know what happens. You know, you you run that charge up and your intention is you're going to go home and pay it off. And then guess what? Life happens, right? Life always happens. All of a sudden your car needs new tires. All of a sudden your air conditioner goes out the house, you know, whatever it is. And now that money that you put aside to pay off that credit card all of a sudden, it's going to something else. It's going to something that popped up. You're going out to dinner that night with your friends, and you end up spending a little more than you thought you were. Whatever happens, and now that purchase sits on that credit card, and you're mailing the minimum payment, and all of a sudden, you wake up, and that T-shirt that cost 15 bucks that you saved 20% on ends up costing you 150 because mm-hmm. it takes you 20 years to pay it off, you know? And, and how many of us can how many of us can really afford to continually pay that kind of money? But it's, it's what happens, and it's, it's how they build the trap. You know, they want to get you in there and get you hooked. It's almost like a drug dealer. You know, but this is how big financial services companies works. Uh, You know, uh, homeowners insurance, car insurance, same way. You know, they get you in, they get you hooked. The most powerful thing they ever did was come up with auto bill, right? Yes, You know, we we think auto bill is this great convenience in life, right? You know, like, oh, this is great. I just, they just take the money out of my checking account every month. I don't even (laughs) notice it, right? Well, yeah. And then when they increase your premium next year, you don't even notice that either. And then when they increase your premium again the year after that, you don't even notice that. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, there's all these things that that they are doing to stack the deck against us as consumers. And so I felt like it was my duty, my responsibility to come out here and get on the radio and tell people how this stuff works and and try to educate them. And a lot of this stuff is is common sense, but it's it's stuff we just don't think about, you know, because... Again, it's designed for us not to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they spend a lot of money hiring really, really expensive consultants and marketers to come in here and figure out ways to confuse the crap out of the consumer so they can get more interest, so they can make more money. And and that's what I'm here to change, Rob. That's why I come on the radio every Saturday and now mm-hmm. every weekday to try to open people's eyes to it and, and keep an eye out for what's going on out there in the media. You know, what, what's the new big thing we got to watch out for? What's the new big tactic they're trying to use to to take advantage of people? And we're, just, we're not going to stand for it, man, because I'm telling you, it's simple. All you got to do is take the time to shop around. You know, if you're standing in line, and this, this is one of my favorite things, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the jerk that does this. When I'm in line at, at the department store, and they're like, you know, sir, would you like to open a whatever credit card today? And I'm like, well, that depends. You know, what's the annual percentage rate and annual fee? They have no idea, right? I mean, the poor girl, she has no clue. I mean, she's sitting here, you know, just supposed to be checking out and ringing up, you know, whatever I'm buying that day. And all of a sudden, you know, she throws in, which I like, what I like a credit card. And I'm asking her for details. 
So it never fails. They they go digging through the cash register, right? Because somewhere buried deep is like the the brochure for the credit card, the right? The little pamphlet, right? So I, I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe I'll get that. You know, what's the APR? What's the the annual fee? And so the, then the, the search ensues, right? So now they're looking in all the drawers, looking for the little pamphlet. And finally they dig it up. And now we're all looking through the fine print together and trying to figure out what it is. And, and then the funny thing is, I would say half the time, they're actually embarrassed when they find the, the annual percentage rate to have to tell you because they're like, oh, my God, it's 29%. Like, like they had no idea. Like, well, you work here. You just tried to sell me this credit card with a 29% interest rate. And now it's like you're embarrassed by the fact that the interest rate is 29%. You know, they don't even know what they're selling you because, again, it's just somebody figured out, let's have the cashier ask the question, mm-hmm. would you like to save 20% today by opening a whatever account? And they have no idea how much it costs. They have no idea what the annual fee is. They have no idea what the annual percentage rate is. And when they see it, they're even ashamed to, to try to sell you that credit card, you know? So mm-hmm. it just, it amazes me, you know, but that that's how it works. You know, mortgages were one of the worst back in the day, you know, still are, you know, we've, you know, I came out at RP funding and I, I decided we weren't going to charge lender fees and the rest of the industry thought I was an idiot. That's you know, right. I think they wanted to, half of them wanted me to fail and half of them wanted to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> um, you know, and then when I went on the radio and started talking about it and telling mm-hmm. people how this stuff works, uh, you know, because the funny thing is in the mortgage business, those those lender fees, they actually, we call them junk fees. You know, that's what they're called in the industry. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever been in the mortgage business knows that the underwriting fees and the processing fees and the origination fees, they're called junk fees. Now, if the industry itself calls them junk fees, how important can they really be? Well, Robert, I got to tell you, that's a lot of financial knowledge in one hour. And the great thing is, folks, we do this each and every day. So when you go to savingthousands.com, I know I talk about it a lot, but it's got so much information and I'm trying to help you here. So if you like the radio show and maybe you'll be traveling out of your town or maybe you'd like to hear the show more often, whatever, go to the radio station listing. And let's say that you're driving uh, up north and you want to hear the show as you go through the southeast. Well, you'll be able to look at the map on Saving Thousands and see what radio stations carry us as you go along your way. All right? It's as simple as that. So let's just look at the sources Robert has created with no obligation to you, not trying to sell you CDs, not trying to get you to some big forum someplace or a convention. Nope, it's free. I know that's strange in today's times, but he does this free giving back because he's very thankful for what the consumer finance industry has done for him, done for his family, and done for all of the employees. And there are so many of us here at the Robert Palmer family of companies, and it is a family of companies. So let's review. We've got the radio show. You're listening to it. Pretty evident. You got savingthousands.com, the website. It changes daily, by the way. We have a new website called Estateavise, Estateavise, and that ends with a Z-E. So you want to look that up because it's a great website, especially for you younger people who want to get into housing, but you don't know how. All right, we also have, let's see, the Saving Thousands radio app. That's right, the Saving Thousands radio app. Download it from your Play Store, and you'll be saving thousands with Robert Palmer. 